This is a Federal News Network podcast. The General Services Administration has struggled for years to establish a new government-wide acquisition contract for small businesses. Alliant to Small Business was to bring agencies a vehicle to buy information technology services. Now GSA has canceled Alliant 2SB, stating it plans to take a different approach to getting those companies a shot at federal business. Longtime GSA watcher Larry Allen joins me now with his take on this surprise development. And this did come out on a Friday afternoon, true to form in the government, Larry. And uh, this has been running on now, this solicitation, what, for several years, correct? Tom, it has been running on for a while with Alliant to uh, small business GSA. And I think the small business community generally had great hopes for this contract. Alliant 1, small business had gone well. Alliant 2, unrestricted, continues to do good business. Uh, GSA, unfortunately, could never get Alliant 2, small business off the ground. Uh, Casualty of too many protests, too many protracted protests. I know that GSA had looked long and hard at a couple of options, and I, they have been engaged with industry for a while, protesters anyway, trying to resolve the issues at hand in the protest. They were looking at the end of this fiscal year. They were looking at the fact that the offers that had been originally submitted uh, were now oh, about ready to go to kindergarten, Tom. Uh, so I think they made the right decision. It's not a decision uh, that's easily made ever. But in this case, uh, it was the right decision to pull the plug on Alliant to small business and focus on the existing procurement programs that they've got in place to serve customers during the end of this fiscal year. And GSA in the announcement also said that they are going to be looking at a new small business vehicle, probably not called Alliant, uh, but one that would nevertheless provide opportunities for small businesses wanting to sell IT solutions. Sure. And we should point out that more than a year ago, almost a year and a half ago, the GSA had made awards under Alliant to small business, and the whole thing ended up in court, and they were all rescinded, the offers. So there's been this torturous process that they just can't seem to get together with industry. What were the big issues, do you think? Well, a lot of this stuff was under wraps because it's a party to protest litigation, Tom. Uh, But I think You know, you can speculate with some accuracy on the scorecards that GSA used and the uh, type of experience that they required versus the type of experience that different small businesses uh, that weren't successful had. I think there were probably some small businesses, to be fair, that didn't win, that protested, feeling that the protest would give them an automatic award. That's not unfounded. We've seen GSA and other agencies take that approach before to get a program up and running, do away with the protests by giving you an award. Well, the agency didn't do that in this case. Uh, They stuck to their guns, more or less, on their evaluation criteria. I know that they swapped out some people inside the Alliant program, gave them some fresh people on their side to take a look. So it's not like there were uh, personalities that totally drove this process. GSA was willing to make a fresh start on its side. I think that some of this is a cautionary tale. You know, I've never won to be a reluctant protest recommender. On the other hand, you have to always have in mind the answer what it is you want. 
And in this case, nobody got what they wanted, Tom. The awardees didn't get an award. The protesters didn't get an award. They protested, spent a lot of money on legal fees because this was protracted over a number of years. And now everybody's back to square one. So right. nobody's happy. So this is a cautionary tale about being too aggressive and uh, you know, maybe trying to qualify for a program that you might not have been qualified for. And so on that front, I would be wanting to tell NIH, uh, look, guys, when you were getting ready to do CISP4, uh, this is an experience you might want to keep in mind. All right. We're speaking with Larry Allen, federal sales and marketing consultant. And GSA, in its release, did say that uh, they noted the fact that earlier they had increased the STARS-3 ceiling by $7 billion, so people could use that. There is a vehicle. But they also said, I thought cryptically, that that the market has changed and they're going to try a whole new approach to getting small business IT services into the government. But they didn't elaborate. What do you think we can expect from whatever their new approach will be? Well, in the short term, I think you're right. The short term, GSA sort of solved part of the Alliant 2 small business problem by increasing the ceiling on STARS 2. Not entirely because that's for 8A companies, not everybody. But that was an easier move to do, and it gives them a good, reasonable group of contracts to go with uh, during the federal fourth quarter. Uh, moving forward for whatever comes next for Alliant Small Business, Tom, perhaps we'll see GSA move to a non-priced IDIQ contract. We know that the agency has some authority to do that, uh, particularly for the schedules program. Uh, maybe we'll see them move into this realm now uh, where they're going to be focusing on capabilities. I think one of the things that GSA is going to have to work on is a very, very clear understanding of what type of businesses they expect to qualify under whatever subsequent contract they put together and what uh, they're trying to do. Is this an entry-level contract? Is it a non-entry-level contract? Frankly, if it's a non-entry-level contract, that's okay. Direct those companies into the GSA schedules program. Yes, I was going to ask about the schedules because they're trying to simplify all all of that and have just one schedule that would be easily searchable for the types of services. Presumably, you could put in the criteria that it be small business or 8A or hub zone or whatever your criteria would be. And then what would you need an Alliant 2 for if everybody's already on the schedule? Well, there are certain people who would certainly talk about that. But one of the things you get in flexibility with a GWAC like Alliant is you get the ability to do cost plus work. Uh, which you cannot do on schedule because it's a commercial item contract. And you give people uh, an opportunity to, uh, on the buyer's end, have some degree of understanding of the companies they're doing business with because they have to pass maybe a different threshold. Schedules program, of course, is very versatile and it's open for new offers. So if you were an unsuccessful, alliant, small business person, and you don't have the schedule, maybe you want to take a look at that. You want to have a vehicle. And that's a good place to cut your teeth if you're not familiar with the market. Uh, get familiar with the market. And then you get that experience that's going to help you bid on a subsequent GWAC, whether it's whatever Alliant 2 small business becomes, a future GSA, or even the NIH's program. Larry Allen is a federal sales and marketing consultant of longstanding. Thanks so much. Tom, I appreciate it, and I wish your listeners happy selling. We'll post this interview at federalnewsnetwork.com slash Federal Drive. Subscribe to the Federal Drive at Apple Podcasts or Podcast One. 
When you think about something that brings out the best in us, it usually involves helping someone else. By donating plasma at a Griffles Center, you can help save millions of lives and show your good side to the world. You'll join thousands of people who donate safely each week, so patients get the plasma-derived medicines they rely on. And you'll be rewarded up to $1,000 your first month. Learn more at grifflesplasma.com. This episode is brought to you by Zelle. Whenever you're sending money through an app or online, it's important to do it safely. Here are a few helpful tips. First, always make sure you know and trust the person you are sending money to. Second, confirm you have entered their contact details correctly. And finally, if you don't trust the person or your recipient is rushing you to send money right away, think twice before sending money through an app or online.